On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, discussing everything you need to know from Saturday's first full scrimmage of spring practice. Our Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, it's your host, Jonathan Davis. Before we get into the first full scrimmage updates, I just want to say make sure you are following me on Twitter at Locked On Horns. Once again, that is Locked On Horns. On Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Central, I will be co-hosting a space on Twitter taking questions and answers for recruitment and spring practice. And also we will have special guests, Longhorns edge rusher, Baron Sorrells there to answer all of your questions about how spring practice are going and anything you need to know about this Texas football team. So once again, 7.30 p.m. Central Tuesday night, make sure you're following Locked On Horns on Twitter for the Twitter space. I will be co-hosting, answering all questions about recruitment, and spring practice, as well as a Q&A from Texas football edge rusher, Baron Sorrells. You do not want to miss that Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central. Make sure you're on the Twitter sphere to be a part of something special for Longhorn Nation. So as far as the updates from Saturday spring practice, I'm going to start off real frank. And I'm going to start off real bold. And I mean everything I'm about to say. On Saturday, April 9th, at spring practice, Quinn Ewers won the starting job. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, we still have a long way to go. And how can you say that with five months out until the season? How can you say that halfway through spring practices? I'm going to say it one more time. On Saturday, April 9th, Quinn Ewers won the starting job. By now, you've probably seen the clip of Quinn Ewers moving up in the pocket gracefully, throwing the deep touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy, which was right on the money. If you haven't seen that, make sure you go to the Texas football Twitter and watch that clip. And then while you're there, I want you to look for the singled out clip of Hudson Card making a play like that during these spring practices. Or spoiler alert, I can tell you there isn't one. Because we saw last week where Quinn Ewers threw the deep pass to Casey Kane. Texas football, Twitter made sure to post that. And then after Saturday's practice, they made sure to post the deep touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy. And the only Hudson Carr highlights we've seen, as far as from the Texas football Twitter, have been lumped in the middle of hype videos in which you really can't tell what's going on. So once again, on Saturday, April 9th, Quinn Ewers won the starting job. You don't have to check your phone. You didn't miss any notifications. Nothing's been announced yet. But I'm telling you, he won the starting job. And if it wasn't the deep. 50-yard touchdown pass in which he moved up in the pocket and evaded the rush to throw the touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy for over 50 yards. Then it was the touchdown pass in the red zone that he threw to Jaleel Billingsley. Or it was the RPL touchdown that he threw to Jordan Whittington. Or it was the crazy sidearm pass that he threw to JT Sanders. Quinn Ewers was the MVP of Saturday's spring practice. And on Saturday, April 9th, Quinn Ewers became the starting quarterback for this Texas football team. Now, Hudson Card looked good. He made some good plays. But Quinn Ewers is special. And he showed that on Saturday. 
And we knew that it was only a matter of time. And we fooled ourselves and listening to the media and listening to the coach speak from Sark that this was a legitimate quarterback competition. And that Hudson Card was looking really comfortable and he had a really good chance to come in and do some things that he wasn't able to do last year. But frankly, we saw the writing on the wall. We knew last year we didn't see what we wanted to see from Hudson Carr. And we knew that you're not going to bring in a quarterback like Quinn Ewers with the pedigree he has, with the hype that he has, and have him sit on the bench. We all knew that. But yet we still got caught up in quarterback competition and who's going to be out there and waiting until Sark made a decision and not knowing who he was going to put out there in week one until he announced it. But on Saturday, April 9th, Quinn Ewers became the starting quarterback for this football team. And like I said, Hudson Card looked good. He's looked good in spring practice thus far. But Quinn Ewers is special. You know who else looked good? Alex Smith with the Kansas City Chiefs. And what did they do? They moved up in the first round to take Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes is special. You know who else looked good at times? Jimmy G. He took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. That's all you can ask for, right? I mean, you want to win the game, but he took the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Surely you should build your future around him. What did the 49ers do? Traded three first-round picks to move up in the draft to take Trey Lenz. Why? Because they think he's special. Everybody's saying that Quinn Ewers was the MVP of the day. Whether it was the crazy throws he made, throwing the ball down the field, throwing the ball on the sidelines, making throws that nobody in that quarterback room can make, evading the rush, beating the blitz, taking what the defense gave him, not throwing interceptions, which has plagued him thus far in spring practices. Everything you can ask for from your starting quarterback, he did that, plus more. Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback for this football team. Come that first game, against Louisiana Monroe. And if there was any doubt, if there was any question mark, if there was any maybes, there aren't any longer. Quinn Ewers will be the starting quarterback for this football team. We were just waiting on Quinn Ewers to become more comfortable, learn the playbook. But as we said on this podcast, neither quarterback had been able to separate themselves thus far. Hudson Carr, with the advantage that he came in with, hadn't been able to separate himself from Quinn Ewers. And all it was going to take was for Quinn Ewers to get comfortable, for Quinn Ewers to start to learn the playbook more, understand what Sark wants to do, understand what Sark wants to emphasize with his concepts and his reads, and that natural talent that Quinn Ewers has, who's arguably the most talented quarterback in college football right now, arguably will be a top 10 draft pick if everything goes right in a few years in the NFL, it finally broke through. And it all came out on Saturday. So no, you didn't miss anything. You don't have to look for any notifications on your phone. It hasn't been announced yet. And I'm not sure when it'll be announced. But on Saturday, April 9th, Quinn Ewers asserted himself as the starting quarterback for this football team. So get ready. The era of the mullet is upon us. Quinn Ewers will be your starter 
against Louisiana Monroe. Saturday scrimmage on April 9th. Confirm that. Hungry? Try Built Bar, especially the Puffs. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Mmm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better, and a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Come. All right, so some more general updates <laughs> after the Quinn Ewers soliloquy on the podcast as far as the offense. As stated in the last segment, of course, Quinn Ewers was uh, noted as the MVP of the day, but Hudson Card had a, a good day as well. Um, as far as the running backs, so what we're seeing, and I actually start with the offensive line because it, of course, ties into the running backs. What we're seeing from the offensive line is an what I've talked about in the past as far as spring practice is when young, when one unit struggles, that means another unit played well. And so it's hard to kind of determine what it'll look like during the season. But halfway through spring practices, you start to develop themes and you start to understand what units will be strengths for this football team and what units will need work for this football team. And you start to understand what players will make an impact this year and what players continue will continue to need improvement. So this offensive line, as we've seen for a couple practices now, they've been able to hold up well in pass protection. And I think that's really key. So we saw the key kind of what they were using a lot of in Saturday spring practices were a lot of RPOs and a lot of play action passes, which I love. Because you have the best running back room in the country. And so if you have the best running back room in the country, you need to constantly give the threat to the defense that the running backs are going to get the ball. And that threat of B. John Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson, who we'll talk about in a minute, all played well in Saturday's scrimmage. That threat is going to change how they defend you. Those linebackers are going to have to come up a little bit. Those safeties are going to have to come up a little bit to make sure they're stopping the run. And on those play fakes, on those RPOs and those play action passes, that's where you hit them over the top. And who better to hit them over the top than a quarterback with arm strength and deep accuracy like Quinn Ewers? And receivers like Xavier Worthy, one of the fastest receivers in the country, Isaiah Nair, and Jordan Whittington. So I really like what they're doing on the offensive end, the offensive line, and pass protection. They were able to hold up well in that end on Saturday's scrimmage. But as far as the run game, they're still not getting the push that you would like to see. Now, we've talked about how that could change when the offensive line, the six offensive linemen from the 2022 all-gas, no-breaks class get here over the summer. But at the end of the day, I think we're putting a lot of expectations on true freshmen. Yes, they're very talented, but this will be their first time playing college football. And you want to throw them in the mix against teams like Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor. They'll do well because they're really talented. But they're not going to fix this offensive line overnight. 
And so we're starting to see that is a theme that, and it could be the defensive line dominating in the trenches. Like I said, it's spring practice. When one unit struggles, that means another unit played well. But we're seeing that this unit is not getting the push in the run game that we would like to see thus far from the offensive line. And once again, that could change when the freshmen get here over uh, the summer, but this offensive line isn't going to be fixed overnight. And so one thing that is really good, though, is that they were able to hold up in pass protection. And like I said, you know, Sark being able to utilize a lot of play fakes with the play action game, the RPOs, they used a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field, Jaleel Billingsley and JT Sanders, who we'll get into in a minute as well. So Sark is doing some creative things to not have this offensive line, to protect this offensive line, I should say. And they're going to get the ball out a lot quickly. Like I said, play action fakes. They're going to have to, you know, be very judicious on how many deep shots they take and how long they want that, that offensive line to protect. But I think those RPOs are going to help this offensive line a lot because it's going to freeze the defense and have them thinking a lot. And that pass rush is going to have to come a little bit slower because you don't know if Quinn Ewers is going to throw the ball or you don't know if Bijan, Keelan Robinson, or Roshan are going to run it. As far as scrimmages for the running backs, of course, they looked really good. No surprise there. Bijan Robinson had a touchdown in scrimmage, making plays, making defenders miss, just doing what Bijan Robinson does, the best running back in the country. We saw a lot of uh, receivers, excuse me, we saw a lot of running backs taking reps in the passing game um, as far as Keelan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. Um, both made a lot of plays in the passing game. Roshan Johnson uh, had a big gain on a screen pass. And then Keelan Robinson just being able to utilize his speed all over the field handing the ball off to him traditionally. He did score a, a touchdown run on an inside zone run, but also throwing uh, passes to him a lot. And we know that in Brennan Marion's uh, go-go offense, you're going to have two running backs on the field a lot of the times. And so look for Keelan Robinson, um, obviously, to, to get a lot more touches than he did last year and be a big factor of this offense. At receiver, um, they said Isaiah Nair didn't catch a lot of passes, but the passes that he ca did catch, uh, he looked good with. Um, Xavier Worthy, you saw the clip. If you haven't seen by now, go to Texas Football Twitter of him catching that beautiful uh, touchdown pass from uh, Quinn Ewers. It looks like their chemistry is starting to really form, and they're going to be a dangerous threat uh, this football season. Uh, Quinn Ewers to Xavier Worthy, we're going to hear that a lot as Xavier Worthy locks up his first 1,000-yard season that he should have been able to get last year. And then Jordan Winnington, um, they talked about if, if Quinn Ewers wasn't the sole MVP, then the other two MVPs were Jordan Whittington and Jaleel Billingsley. And I talked before about Jordan Whittington catching an RPO touchdown pass um, from Quinn Ewers and, and just how good he's looked over the middle and what he's brought to this football team in the slot. And, you know, they're hoping that he can stay healthy this year. Obviously, we all are. But he just brings so much to this offense. And, and Sark can do so many things with him. Having a receiver like that that can play make over the middle, they're so excited for Jordan Winnington this season coming in. They're excited for all of these players on offense. Obviously, you're hearing about all of these players that can make an impact. But if Jordan Winnington is able to stay healthy and man that slot, there's so many things they're going to be able to do in the RPO game, play action game, and just, you know, 20 personnel, whether it's two running backs and three receivers on the field, three receiver sets with one tight end, one running back, however you want to look at it, he opens up this offense so much and changes the way completely that this defense has to defend this Texas Longhorns offense. So Jordan Winnington has continued to look really good in spring practices, and coaches are extremely excited about what he's going to bring to this football team this season. At tight end, Jaleel Billingsley and JT Sanders were on the field together a lot. Yes, they were running a lot of that 12 personnel. And 
they described Jaleel Billingsley as being kind of flexed out in the H position. So flexed out wide a lot. And then JT Sanders being in line attached to the offensive line. So I would think that he's shown some improvement in the uh, run game and being able to block for the running backs with them having attached him, them having him attached uh, to the offensive line. And of course he was mentioned as one of the MVPs on the day as well, but also just in the passing game, we know the threat that they bring and, we talked about after last Saturday's scrimmage that they were throwing a lot of tight end screens. And that seems to be uh, a wrinkle that is going to be used a lot this season. Um, that's something that we saw a lot again in yesterday's uh, spring scrimmage uh, on April 9th is that they threw a lot of, um, you know, tight end screens to Jaleel Billingsley, JT Sanders, definitely made sure they were integral parts of the offense and got a lot of targets, but also targeting them um, down the field. Once again, I told you about uh, the kind of the crazy sidearm throw to, to JT Sanders that Quinn Ewers had and then the touchdown pass that Quinn Ewers threw to Jaleel Billingsley in the red zone. And so I'm not sure if they've been able to, uh, you know, increase their blocking to the level that we would like to see as fans. But once again, when you have the best running back room in the country, those play fakes are going to be your best friend. And the threat of giving the ball to those running backs is going to freeze the defense and allow so much to open up for you down the field. So whether Jaleel Billingsley and JT Sanders are going to be elite blockers or not, you know, whether they may be liabilities at times in the run blocking game. 12 personnel will be a vital part of this offense to make sure that you have the threat of the play action pass and you have two tight ends on the field that once you pull the ball out of the running back stomach can get open anywhere on the field and are two of the most dynamic playmakers on the receiving end at tight end in college football. So regardless of the personnel, you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel. I think they like the way that they can run the ball out of that. They saw a lot of success in that last year. I think they're going to continue to do that, whether the tight ends are great at blocking or not. I think you're going to see Gunnar Helm in at times, probably when they're going to make sure that they run. Um, but also you can hit him on the play action pass as well. So um, I know I've talked to a couple of fans that, that thought that they might get away uh, from the 12 personnel some more this year. Um, especially with the receivers they had on the outside and then, you know, two running backs being on the field more often than we've typically seen. But that will be an integral part of this offense moving forward. And it looks like JT Sanders and Jaleel Billingsley are handling it very well halfway through spring practices. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. On the defensive end, we've heard that the defensive line has been really dominant in the run game. And once again, it's hard to tell if the defensive line has just been dominant in the run game and been disruptive or if the offensive line hasn't been able to get a great push. But nonetheless, it's good to hear that the defensive line has been able to shore up the run game and, and stop that area, which was an area of concern uh, last year. One of the worst teams as far as run defense in the country last year. It seems to look a lot better this year. I won't go as far as saying it's going to be a strength for this football team, but it looks like they've made some tweaks that will allow them to play the run a lot better. One area of concern, once again, we're halfway through spring practices, so not saying you are what you are at this point, but you can start to make um, you know, some pretty key assertions about how things are going to look. The pass rush still just isn't there yet. It continues to come out after every practice that the pass rush isn't there yet. 
Now, Ovi Agofu looked good. He's still their most complete edge. Um, and I think he'll be able to do some good things this season. As far as who was the second edge that stepped up, it was Justice Finkley. They said he probably had the second best day of the edge rushers. But all in all, they still can't get a consistent pass rush. Will that help with Oshawn Mathis coming over if he decides to make the University of Texas his transfer destination? Definitely. He's a very talented edge rusher. But it seems like the pass rush will not be an area of strength for this football team this season. And that's concerning because regardless of who the quarterback is on the other end, if you give them enough time, they're going to find somebody. These receivers, these running backs, these tight ends, they're too talented these days. If you can't get to the quarterback, they're going to find somebody. And they're going to continue to move the ball down the field and move the chains. It doesn't matter how sticky you are in coverage or how good your corners are. If you can't get a pass rush on the quarterback, they will dice you up and move down the field, move the chains, and score on this Texas defense. So that's going to be a cause for concern for me moving forward that they are not able to generate a pass rush on the quarterback. Now, something that Pete Kwiatkowski was doing was incorporating some uh, stunts and twists with the defensive line, um, you know, trying to get some movement up front, confuse the offensive line to get more of a pass rush. I think that that may have worked a little bit. But overall, once again, them not being able to generate a consistent pass rush is a huge cause of concern for this Texas football team going into the season. And once again, if they cannot fix that or at least get considerably better than that, better at the pass rush, then we're going to have some some games where the quarterbacks are, are going to be able to sit back there in the pocket and pick them apart. And then also you're going to have dual threat quarterbacks that are going to be able to pick them apart in the passing game and the run game. So once again, it doesn't matter how good your corners are in the back end. Nobody can cover for five plus seconds consistently. And if this team can't get a pass rush, we're going to see some dark days on the defensive end, similarly to what we saw last year. At the linebacker position, all four linebackers, which is David Benda, Agent Zero, DeMarbion Overshine, Jalen Ford, and Devin Richardson, all were described as making really good plays in, open, in the open field, making open field tackles, um, bringing the ball carrier down in space, which you love to see from your linebackers, but also playing more aggressive in the run game, being able to play downhill, stuff gaps, um, and, and make sure that, you know, runs didn't get past the line of scrimmage and turn into big game, big game. So um, the linebackers played really well. Once again, Devin Richardson, David Benda, Jalen Ford, and Agent Zero all did really well in the run game. Coming downhill, attacking the ball, attacking the ball carrier, stuffing gaps, and making sure that they made plays and limited uh, ball carriers to short gains. Part of the reason we continue to hear that this Texas defense has been great against the run in spring practices. As far as the defensive backfield, uh, we continue to hear that Jade Barron has been one of the best players on the team, not just on the defensive end, one of the best players on the team, rotating between nickel and corner, but he's going to be a superstar at that nickel star position this year from everything we're hearing. Once again, halfway through spring practices, you can start to make um, some pretty key assertions about what you're going to see from this football team. And everything we're hearing is that Jade Barron has been a superstar. Although the offense made a lot of plays, I know you're hearing about all these touchdowns the offense have had, and you're saying, how could the defense have played well? But it was described as they have, uh, you know, played well. And as I've said on the podcast before, and, and as Xavier Worthy and, and Coach Marion said, iron sharpens iron. And so working against a, one of the most talented offenses in the nation, at least on paper, is only going to better this defense in the long run. And so, all, of course, the DBs gave up plays to one of the best receiving rooms in the nation. And, you know, of course, they might have missed tackles uh, against some of the running backs, the best running backs in the nation. 
But overall, the DBs had a really good day as well. One name that was mentioned that we haven't heard a lot about, this is probably my second or, or third time uh, hearing him, was 2021 class corner Jameer Johnson. And they said he was flying around the ball, had a couple pass deflections, and he continued to make plays. And so we've heard about um, the two freshmen in Jalen Gilbo and Terrence Brooks, but Jameer Johnson is somebody whose name has been floating around a little bit and somebody I think they can trust in the back end to make plays as well. So overall, the DBs, Ryan Watts, uh, Deshaun Jamison, uh, Terrence Brooks, Jalen Gilbo, Jameer Johnson, then at safety, Keaton Crawford and um, Anthony Cook, they all played well. Of course, they gave up plays. Like I said, this is one of the most talented offenses on paper in the nation, but overall they played well. And as they continue to scrimmage and practice against this dynamic offense and a dynamic quarterback like Quinn Ewers, that iron will sharpen that iron and this Texas football team will be better for it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central on Twitter. Follow me, Locked On Horns. We will have a special guest, edge rusher Baron Sorrells, answering your questions about this Texas football team in spring practice. Also, I'll be answering all your questions about the 2023 recruitment class and spring practices as well. Hook them, Longhorn Nation. Peace.